If you listen to your body when it whispers, you won't have to hear it scream. Welcome to HEAL, conversations to guide you toward personal growth and overall well-being. Thank you so much for joining me for this episode of HEAL. I'm really excited to talk to Trishna. She is here. And don't worry, Trishna, I will say your last name. (laughs) Trishna is a nutritionist who specializes in a mind-body approach toward healing. This is Trishna Untam Jantani, and I'm so excited to have her. Um, I'm most excited about her last name because it's so pretty. (laughs) Thanks for coming on to the podcast. It's nice to meet you. Oh, it's nice to be here also. I'm really happy to talk to you. Yes, me too. Me too. I can't wait to hear all about your journey to becoming um, a nutritionist with the mind-body approach. I think it's so important because so many people focus on nutrition for just the body and not for the whole person. So tell us your journey and your story as to how you got to where you are today. You know, you said it so well yourself, Liz, and a lot of people just focus on nutrition and while nutrition is important, it's fundamentally, it's, it's so crucial to, you know, understand that you cannot isolate the body into its parts and you can't just only treat one part of the body without treating the other part. So if you say you have a headache, for example, you can't only treat the head as a whole because your headache may not origin just from the head. There could be other factors involved, you know, that give you a headache or a migraine. And in that way, you have to treat the body as a whole. And I think over the years, we have just isolated so much. And, you know, even modern medicine comes into play when it isolates it. And this is not something saying, you know, to kind of bring down modern medicine. It's just a way to bring awareness that, oh, we have doctors who specialize in, you know, just one part of the body. And while there are so many upsides to that, you know, so many lives are saved, at the same time, the body is a whole. And, you know, the mind is a very, very important aspect of it. So my journey really begins... um, I come from a very diverse background of interests. I dabbled in a lot of things when I was younger because I simply didn't know how to choose. You know, I find it so unsettling how you are expected to choose one profession and one stream and just stick to it for years and years and years without questioning it at all. But not only are we expected to do that, here we're expected to do that when we're around 16, 17, 18 and then we're expected to pick a a university that specializes in that and then the rest of your life you're tied into this one thing and I I never liked that I I ended up going back to school in my 30s and changed careers altogether and I thought well that would have been you know I should have grown a little bit more we should grow a little bit more and dabble in a lot of different things before we settle in on one thing because our life is so long. It is. And it's it's so nice that you also went back. That is so courageous, especially changing streams that can be so difficult to deal with, you know. And mm-hmm. I think even our education, the way we have been up and which makes everything so early on, but also a lot of people don't realize that our brains don't even fully develop until we're around 25, 26, post that yep. age, right? And if you expect a child to make such life-altering decisions, they're bound to be confused. So this was, you know, just a journey of bouncing back and forth between a lot of different professions before I kind of realized, and this, I mean, the, the pandemic really helped me with this idea because now I had so much time at home and I yeah. had so much time to think and really, really think about my life and about my future and just the quality of life that I wanted to live and the quality of life I wanted to help people around me live. Mm -hmm. 
you are a reflection of everyone around you, right? So, of course, if you want to live a certain level, you want to live at a certain level, you also want other people around you to be happy, to be healthy, to be abundant in all aspects so that you're also fulfilled, right? Yeah. And in this journey, I kind of narrowed down on my interest of nutrition being the one thing that will fulfill me the most because I knew about this power that you know food mindset movement nurturing all of this is what actually heals the human body Mm -hmm. long term you know and I suffered from a lot of small small but chronic issues myself over many many years I had very severe and stubborn acne that really refused to go away I had I was bloated for a very long period of time would just constantly be bloated I was um, on the heavier side even though I exercised a lot I ate mostly healthy food in my head I I was doing everything right I was still um, you know quite chubby for my age I had a you know severe hormonal imbalance my testosterone was skyrocketed so all of these small issues um, were revolving around my life and no matter which doctor I went to nobody really helped me and so I was always stuck in the middle trying to find answers for myself trying to google everything trying out different remedies trying out different cures Um, and I even tried you know specific natural treatments as well but Mm -hmm. for some reason those didn't work either you know and then my whole journey of trying to help myself also made me move into a space where I wanted to help others you know, I find a lot of people that I talk to, everything, I think we find that it works so well for us. We really want to help others. And it's just yeah. this, this need and this passion to be like, listen, I, you know, not preaching, but it helped, worked for me so well. And I just feel like everyone should be aware of this. You know, I, yeah. I, a lot of us come to helping others by helping ourselves first. And I think that's an important, an important thing to point out because almost every single guest of mine struggled on their own and then now they're helping others with how they helped themselves so I think that's important so that's wonderful it it really truly is a humbling experience because you spent so many years trying to find an answer and you know um no matter how complicated or how you know cumbersome studying for a particular field might be in this case you know how vast the nutrition space may be all of the solutions are just in the simplest things and that is as easy as it gets you know Mm -hmm. to to pull yourself back to nature to really get long-term healing from whatever you're doing and I think just as a whole as human beings the way our you know culture the way our day-to-day living has progressed we we live so much in our houses, in our rooms, you know, Mm -hmm. in our mind, that we, we forget we are still primarily still, you know, creatures of nature. And so our habits need to be suited for the environment surrounding us as well, right? We're so used to controlling everything in our, in our environment, in our habitats, that these things aren't always meant to be controlled. And I think the more we understand that, the more we understand that we have to move by forces of nature instead of moving by everything man-made, then we start to get closer to our body and that's where the healing truly begins. Yeah. So how did you begin all of this? So when you, how did you get to that point? You said during the um, pandemic, this helped you? Yeah. During the pandemic, I... I essentially just made a list of everything in my life that really fueled me as a person, but I eliminated because I couldn't choose. I just didn't know how to make a decision of, oh, this is yes and this is no. So I ended up eliminating things that wouldn't fulfill me for a lifetime of happiness, you could say, right? What is something that I could see myself doing for a very, very long time? So can I ask you a question? Did you do that list because you someone helped you with that? Or is that something you decided to do on your own? 
Um, well, a lot of my family were, they were just constantly asking me, okay, what do you want to do? What do you want to study? Where do you want to, you know, go after this? And I really did not have an answer, but I also knew that I had to get an answer pretty fast because I didn't have that luxury of time of childhood anymore to just yeah. see, you know, to, I had to figure something out. And so I made myself make the list and it's really hard. It was a really hard process for me because I I have a hard time with the whole idea that you need to do just one thing you know that's that seems very unsettling because as a human being the what fuels your creativity and your passion is by doing multiple things that interest you right yeah and so just going down on one path it kind of um, just seems very constricted it's just you know so stuck and so I didn't want to make a decision. So I kind of tricked my mind also to, um, to, to think of it as a way that your time instead of it just being, oh, you have to eliminate all of your other passions, all of your other interests in life. I'm sorry, so could you repeat that? So you tried to look at it as? So I tried to look at it as just a decision of okay what is going to take up the mo the the big part of my time instead of it being that oh i just have to choose you know one profession one stream and i will say no to everything else it was yeah. more of okay you know we'll make it a balance so then after are you there <laughs> yes <laughs> Sorry. So then after you made that list, um, what came of it? How did, so what happened next? You crossed off what? So I, I crossed off um, being a professional dancer. That was one thing I crossed off, you know, getting into cooking and baking and um, the food industry. And I also crossed off hairstyling because that was what I was doing earlier. And so these are things that you'd liked to do or did, and you put them on the list because of that. And then you're like, well, how can I make money? What, where can I focus my attention on? Um, okay, go ahead. I'm getting it now. <laughs> yeah. So it was also more of um, if I were to help someone with this, you know, will I be happy doing it for someone? And I really, I really got off the food part really quickly because even though I loved baking at that time, I had a huge internal problem feeding people so much sugar. And yes. Was, yeah. It was a moral dilemma. I couldn't make that into a business, even though, you know, I made really tasty things. Um, it looked very aesthetically pleasing. I didn't have it in me to give it to people. And so, you know, I didn't want to get into that um as a profession at all even with hairstyling I had you know done multiple shoots before and although it was something that interested me it kind of scared me a lot more and it just it didn't seem that I could do it for a, you know decades at a time yeah so you like, know it's a, a lot of people I know in that field are are tired their shoulders are tired their arms are tired their joints their hands and their feet and their back so yeah, as yeah. they get older, after multiple years of doing that, they're exhausted and their body's just fighting back. So no, it doesn't seem sustainable. And so we landed back on nutrition and I looked at nutrition, you know, and just the power of foods, um, the healing power of, of thoughts, the healing power of, you know, everything that is offered to us in a natural setting and how when we lead more simpler lives, we tend to get better and better. That really interested me so much. And I wanted to share that knowledge with so many more people, right? Because surely if I have access to this knowledge, if I have access to, you know, um, to be able to study it and read about it, then a lot of people should know about it, right? If you have, if you have the option of eating a certain way to live a really long life, to live a life free of disease, to live a life with high energy, to live a life without any aches and pains, then that is the life worth living, right? Yeah. And I think and a really important um, part of what pushed me is that 
when I started learning about this, I experimented on myself. And it was just these simple habits that helped me really get rid of everything I was going through at that time. You know, and I saw this not as a magic pill because no pill had ever worked. But, you know, these were just simple practices that everyone had access to no matter what part of the world they live in, what kind of lifestyle they had, everyone could do these things and then they could miraculously watch their body change, you know? And this is, it is such a humbling experience because you notice the differences really, really quickly. Of course, the degree of what you're going through, um, well, the, the change you will see depends on the degree of what you're going through, but for the most part of it, if you commit to yourself and if you commit to your habits, then, you know, changes can be seen within one month, two months, three months and drastic changes. And so I wanted to share this with everyone else. Another thing I realized is that, you know, because I, I, I basically changed my way of eating to a very a highly predominantly plant-based way of eating. And I started learning more about plant-based way of eating, not from a standpoint of veganism, but from a standpoint of all the scientific backings of, you know, why you want to eat more plants, why you want to eat more raw foods. Mm -hmm. um, and also the study of Ayurveda, which is a 5,000-year-old, you know, science that stems from India and their philosophy is about, about food, about practices, about all of these natural herbs and supplements, everything that you get from the earth, it's, you know, everything is just very rooted and connected to our core of our being. And I started to learn all of this. And when I, when I changed all of these habits, I felt so different. I had no afternoon slumps. I wasn't sleepy after my meals. I wasn't lethargic. I wasn't um, bloated. Mm -hmm. I had so much energy throughout the entire day. And that was something I had never once experienced in my life um, that I was conscious about, you know? And then yeah. I realized that everyone, most of us just go through our days thinking, thinking that it's okay to have slums after lunch. It's okay to want to nap after lunch. It's okay to just you don't want to lie on the couch and have no energy because you know energy is it's low and it gets depleted and we have just normalized these things to such a high degree that we don't understand that there is another option available so right right you know and it doesn't help that we have here in the united states the you know coffee culture so <laughs> so at three o'clock you know you go get your coffee your afternoon tea or something and um and what people don't realize is how that one cup of coffee in the afternoon affects your sleep when you go to bed at night. So yeah, I, I have always been intrigued about Ayurveda and have learned little bits here and there, um, but I feel like uh, it keeps coming back to me and I need to learn more. Um, I would love to learn more actually. Um, yeah, it's very interesting to me. It is super interesting and it makes so much sense when you think about it logically. It's not just um, woo-woo here and there. No. If you commit to the study, everything has a logic, has a reason. And yep. everyone right now in this world, they always want a reason for everything, you know? So when you give them that reason, they're so much more motivated to make the changes. And for me, um, once I got a taste of how good the other side can be, <laughs> then it was it was more of um, a lust, you could say. You know how when you really really want something, you don't care about the consequences. You want to get it. So I felt that way about this newfound energy that I got. You know through eating a different um, diet through sleeping early through getting some movement in organic movement i call it whatever feels good to you not right. what is pushed by you know um health figures but you know by doing all of these practices you get a certain level of high a natural high and once you feel that you just want to feel it right so yeah. then you kind of move away from this average behavior that everyone has you know the average lifestyle that 
everyone's living and you don't want that anymore right and i right. think that's also how people build habits because they have to now move their identity to a new version that updated 2.0 version of okay yeah. i am going to be this you know above average person with really high energy a good quality of life i want to make these choices not because um it is you know like i want to make these choices for myself for my health and i won't think of it as a sacrifice because i have changed my identity now yeah yeah the one thing that i i need the most is understanding what's best for my body because i've i've tried so many different things to feel better with the food that i'm eating and lately i can't my body does not um handle processed foods it hasn't for the past 5 years or so and i've noticed that when i eat foods like rice vegetables spices beans um those kinds of foods i feel i don't have any adverse reaction i don't feel bad i feel satiated i feel fine you know i don't have any kind of bloating or any kind of um indigestion or heartburn or reflux and so i've been trying to eat more that way you know rice and spices and some protein chicken and fish and um that's it and and whenever again whenever i eat anything else um i can feel it in my body instantly so i always say to myself why am i doing that you know even some things that are good for other people they're not good for my body so that's why ayurveda always interested me because i know that everybody is different and there's not one size fits all nutrition for everyone um and i know i, I just it just really interests me i need to learn more and more and more about it so would you say that's your that's your main fo- um is that what you focus on when you're picking what to eat um I, those practices snippets from here and there so i involve yeah i incorporate ayurvedic practices along with um a more general plant based way of eating and like, like you said also processed foods are something that don't really agree with me either and they don't agree with anyone really but i think people are just used to you know feeling um more of a slump and they they used to eating it so they don't really understand the adverse effects of how it changes your body how it changes your microbiome and so they keep on you know eating it and yeah and the other the other thing that makes it easy for people i think to eat these foods and not realize that your body's really not processing them properly are the medicines that they sell like something for um lactose intolerance it's like well maybe you shouldn't be having lactose and then there's you know indigestion so they you have the pills that you can take and then you can eat anything you want <laughs> it's like no you shouldn't eat a pill so you can eat food so don't eat the food i mean i i know it sounds easy and so to my listeners if you know me personally you know this is a constant struggle for me like i like that food but i know i should need it so it is a constant struggle for me i'm not being judgmental and i'm not taking a um holier than thou approach to this at all i understand the struggle 100% yeah. you know that is but true. when you do feel good when you eat a meal and you feel not too full and not hungry anymore and you're just happy and satisfied it's a huge difference and then you have the energy and you don't have any adverse effects why wouldn't you just eat that kind of food all the time it is that is so true you know and it seems um, easy but it's not it's not that yeah, easy <laughs> so when i also got into nutrition i mean i knew exactly what i should be eating i knew what i would tell other people to eat right but again why was it so hard to make a switch you know yeah and that's when i really understood how powerful the mind is and um, how powerful our thoughts are and our habits are and you know how tricky it is to change it of course when you change it you get to the other side it's all great right but 
the process is so difficult and you have so much internal resistance with yourself that yeah. you just you don't want to future so why would you make a shift right now and that's also when i started really studying more about the mind more about a lot of great leaders who were helping people control their mind better helping people take charge of their habits their actions and really calm their mind down to a place where you can make rational decisions right because mm-hmm. again food is something that um is attached is heavily attached to emotion absolutely and if if all the food you're eating is going to be coming out of emotion right then you're not going to be making very good decisions at all humans no. are emotional creatures not logical right so we can't we can't live in a way where food is always attached to emotion we have to find um a middle ground with it right yes and, you know i think um one exercise that i do with all of my clients is helping them with identity shift and this is a really important exercise that i suggest you do in any aspect of your life right you are you are somebody right now you have thoughts that govern your mind you have habits that you know control your actions you have a set routine and in your head you have this aspirational figure of who you want to be but you just don't know how to get there right and a lot of this has to do with your health as well Mm-hmm. health is something that is always going to stick by you so all of your choices will determine what kind of health you have and so when you're trying to shift your identity you have to have to understand who it is that you're trying to be right what kind of life um he or she may be living what kind of habits do you have what kind of food do you eat what kind of routine do you have and then once you build this figure in your head you have to follow through the actions you have to think like the person you have to act like the person and then right. only you get right and then suddenly all of the choices that you have to make about your health it's never a sacrifice it's you know never you're never going to give up anything because you're moving upward you're um upleveling yourself right you're becoming a much better much improved version and you just don't identify with the person who doesn't exercise anymore right you don't identify with the person who eats all of this processed food anymore right that's not who you are and so it's always about understanding you know how, what thoughts are coming how to control them instead of like yeah. control you i was going to i was going to say that awareness is so important because you know you after you eat something you should be fully aware of how you're feeling after that thing and if that's something that doesn't agree with you then your body will tell you right away and then how you feel after you maybe go for a walk versus if you're just sitting on the couch how do you feel like not only physically how do you feel but mentally what are you telling yourself you know are you beating yourself up mentally if you don't get up off the couch are you beating yourself up mentally if you're eating the wrong foods and you feel bad so I always try to think if I do make the choice to not go for a walk or I do make the choice to not eat the right food for me then I have to just watch my thoughts and and be a little bit more compassionate with myself give myself a little bit of grace and say okay what can you do right what's the next right thing for you you know um and don't beat yourself up because I think that's almost as bad as uh eating the wrong food <laughs> You know, the sure. words and thoughts and beliefs are really important. It is. It is really true. And um, stress for that matter, though, the very stress we feel that is, you know, the precursor to so many health issues we have, physical health issues. And, um, you know, once you start tackling your stress from, again, a very deep way, because a lot of people don't realize they are stressed. i know it's a way of living that they're used to they're used to that um and and i don't and the moment that you start to maybe sit and like meditate become more aware and of your breath and breathing and the more aware you are of everything around you your thoughts inside of you like inside and outside then you realize that um you also can't handle that stress as much i think 
and maybe I'm wrong, but I can't handle noise that much anymore really, really affects me. And I think it's because before I was sort of blocked out to it. Um, foods affect me now, very sensitive to certain foods. Um, yeah, anything. I'm more, I'm more sensitive now than I ever was. And I don't know if that's because of a practice of becoming more aware. I have no idea. It's, it's, it's in a good way, right? Because yeah, again, well, I know what I can't manage anymore and I'm okay with it. Yeah. 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 You have more control over your choices and you have, you know, you're okay with them. It's not a battle in your head. No, it's something you consciously are making. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So you shifted and you shifted into this. Now I'm going to start helping people phase, right? Yeah. Okay, so I think that we'll take a really quick break. And then what we'll do when we come back is um, explain how you are helping others and explain how people can contact you. Does that sound like a plan? Yes. Yeah, okay, we'll does. be right back. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at MainstreamMeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. And we're back with Trishna Utam Chandani. Thank you so much for coming on again. Yay! Um, Trishna is a holistic nutritionist, and we have been talking about how uh, she, her journey toward becoming a holistic nutritionist, and now she takes her expertise and how changing just how she eats and what she eats um, and other things, of course, and how she helps others with her knowledge. So Trishna, welcome back. And Start, um, begin to tell the listeners a little bit about how they can contact you, how you work with clients, um, where they can follow you. Yeah, thank you, Liz. So sure. um, I, I do work with people virtually one-on-one -on -one, and I, I do uh, coaching for three months or six months, depending on the client's needs. And I do find that time is a very special time to see changes in your body um, a lot of people want help within oh just a couple of weeks maybe one month right but a body doesn't work that way it's always important to be mindful about the fact that whatever you're going through right now is a result of compounded actions over the years that have led to what you're feeling right now and to expect your body to change so fast in a short period of one month is just going to overwhelm you and your body, right? It's not honoring the natural processes. So it's important to give yourself time to heal, to recover, to be. Um, and so it's a really inward journey into yourself where we, we focus on finding organic movement as one of the pillars. We, focusing, we focus on food how to eat better, how to choose better, how to not feel restricted and bound by your food choices, but how to find, you know, true freedom with what you choose to eat. We work on purpose and fulfillment because if you are not internally happy with your mind, if you are facing mental battles, if you, you know, are, are just unaware about your environment then no matter what you put into your body it won't make a difference if your mind is not working with you mm -hmm. so it's very important to get your mind on board and to find peace within yourself as well for any form of healing so the purpose is very important mindset is very important right because as a holistic nutritionist my job is not just to give you a you know, a meal plan of what to eat. It's not to just, you know, give you a set of practices to follow, but it's to make you want to choose it for yourself and to make you want to live this life for a long period of time, a life of, you know, abundance, a life of health, a life of uh, freedom in your mind and your body so that 
Yeah, when, can I when... just, can I add one thing too, as you're saying all of that lovely stuff? I feel like for the listener, it's important in my mind, this is what I'm thinking. This is not about going on a diet and losing weight. This is about finding the foods and the movement and the mindset that are right for you, um, right for your body, right for your mind and getting you in a, in a space of uh, care for yourself and health. It's all about just feeling healthy and being healthy mind, body, and soul. So I just don't want people to think that we're pushing a weight loss program because we're not. If you've been listening, you know that this is more about um, healing your body, I think, and your mind, right? Yes, it is yes. truly And, you know, weight loss is never, it's never the goal. It's always a consequence of your yeah. action. Yeah. You know, going ahead just with weight loss is such a, it's such a, misdirected approach towards your body because there are so many other aspects of nurturing that you need to understand that come first that precede all of the other actions you take it's about honoring your cycles about honoring you know um, your nutrients your micronutrients about allowing your body to rest to recover to sleep better you have so many practices that are so fundamental to your health and just, just the fact that we have moved so away from them, from all of these natural processes, we need to come back, right? So right. I, th- I find it so interesting that, you know, having this podcast and, you know, one of the words that I always talk about is like alternative ways to heal when in fact, this wasn't an alternative way, you know, years and years and years ago, this was the way. <laughs> and so it's funny that we're yeah. calling it alternative. <laughs> yes exactly yeah. that's so true right our bodies they always it always whispers before it screams right and unfortunately we get to the screaming part before yeah. honoring the whisper part but that that's our job right to help people yeah. stop at the whisper part and be like okay i gotta do something right now for something is i just on. said this i just said that quote to a friend this morning you know unfortunately oh we God. wait until our body screams before we do yeah. something yeah, you know, uh, it's so interesting. Oh, that's that's really wonderful that you know, like we we just thought that same thing. <laughs> it's true though, you know, we just we put things aside, put things aside until it's we can't do it and we can't do things anymore. We're like, I should probably take care of that, you know. Yes. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So tell me about where people can find you. I know so many people who listen to the podcast or love looking for my guests on Instagram and Facebook. So tell everyone where they can find you. So my Instagram handle is called healthytales.in and that is um, just about understanding. You know, the whole, I want to make nutrition fun for everyone, right? So right. I, I don't want it to be a chore. I don't want it seem cumbersome but I want it to be something that everyone takes back home with them it should be something that originates in your home and not something outside so that is my Instagram you can go and follow me and see a lot of small nuggets of content that I post I've also newly created a Facebook group um, called the mind body code and that is also what I it's a free community to join and that's also a place to, to talk, to share your story, to understand more just about how you can't isolate the mind and the body, but they have to work together and how they work together, right? So you, you connect yourself um, with yourself and you do the things that nurture your mind and your body together. So I think the links of all of these will be in the notes. Absolutely. I will put all of the links of these in the notes. So you don't need to worry about, I always say, you don't need to pull over and write it down. You can just click the links when you get home. Um, A lot of people listen to the podcast in the car, so we don't want them to pull over or (laughs) write anything down while they're driving. Um, So yes, I will definitely put your Facebook mind body code um, group, free group in there and the Instagram link to healthy tales dot in in there as well because i think that if people haven't 
haven't been listening <laughs> to me in my podcast, I, we always talk about the mind-body connection. Well, most, most of the episodes, somehow it comes in because it's so important. We cannot just focus on just the mind. We can't just focus on the body. We have to get connected to our physical body. We have to understand what's going on in our physical body. That's the other thing I talk about a lot is how disconnected we are. And we're just, yeah. we just think we're a bunch of thoughts floating around ahead <laughs> and no body. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, I'm guilty of that too. You know, like I, it, it takes me a lot to get into my physical body. Um, but it's important to take care of all of you. And that includes your mind. Um, your thoughts, your mindset, your beliefs, all of that stuff plays into your physical body. Yes, for sure. That is so important to realize. And just, you have to take it as your truth. There's no questioning of it. You have the power to alter your thoughts, to physically alter your body. This is completely scientifically proven. Once you change your thoughts, you you can physically change your body, but it has to start with you. It has to start with your willingness to change and your faith that you will get better because the, the body is designed to heal. It is working day and night, 24 seven, no breaks, always on a journey to heal, to get you to, you know, back to your natural homeostasis. And that's its only job to keep you alive. And once you realize this, then nothing will stop your body from doing this, but it has to come from an internal choice of wanting right. it. Right. Thank you so much. Thank you. It, oh, is there anything else that you want to add before I ask you my three questions? I I think we've covered everything. I do want to just leave the read um, listeners with a thought, you know, and it's it's more about whatever seems closer to nature is probably what you should be doing. If something seems too artificial, it's probably not that good for you. And like I earlier said, you know, um, our biggest health lies in our simplest habits. So whatever, when people say you should be getting in enough sleep, when, when you hear that you should be eating your nutrients, when you hear that you should be physically connecting with nature every single day, these things are not just said um, for the sake of trying to push you into making any decision, but these things are said because they are fundamentally true for our body survival, right? And so to live a really, really healthy life with abundant energy, with a very high quality way of, of living, of happiness, of health, then this is your bread and butter. This is what you should be doing. Yeah, I'm bread and butter. <laughs> Did you have to say that? <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Thank you so much. I agree. Being outside in nature here, right? We just had our first snow um, here. And I almost, I almost wore my hat for our whole podcast because I was so cold. Um, but getting out in nature is so important. And, and it was so beautiful just to go sideways for a second yesterday when it started to snow it was the tiniest littlest of flakes but it was like <gasps> it's so magical when it snows for the first time so that was my outside in nature yesterday just standing outside feeling the snow fall on my face it was so nice but you know in about a month I'll be like no more snow please <laughs> well you're lucky you get cold but, but I live it's just hot all the time yeah, you know what? Um, I also said yesterday when I was outside in the very light snow, I said, I don't like being cold anymore. I think I'm I would like to be warm the whole my whole life. <laughs> I'm trying to be happy where I am. <laughs> yeah. I am though. It was beautiful. So that was my time in nature, even though it was freezing cold. I mean cold. Um I like to go outside and look up at the stars too. So if it's nighttime, I'll look up yeah, at the stars and, and just, really nice. yeah, sometimes that's all I can do to get out in nature. Um, yeah. But it's important. All right. Thank you so much. I'm going to ask you three questions that we ask everyone. 
So when you are feeling your most peaceful, what is it that you're doing? I am usually walking. I, walking calms me down immensely. And I find the, the best thoughts, the best ideas come when I reach that state of tranquility. So I'm, I'm usually walking and it's not walking on the street, but it is walking on the garden. Um, or maybe in the mountains, or maybe on the beach, anything yeah. that I am connected to nature. You know, funny, walking is where I get a lot of my ideas. Um, yes. Yeah, so I love it. And I usually pull my phone out and talk into my phone and record my ideas. So I love, love, love that you said that. Um, all right, next question. If there was one book that you would recommend for your clients or for anyone, like a life-changing book, perhaps? What would it be? I would say um, Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton. This book talks about how your thoughts will physically alter your body and the belief you have has the power to change your biology, right? And this is, this is, this is the crux of how the mind and body is connected because if you have the power to change your thoughts and if you have the power to heal, you know, this is what will help you do it. If you constantly live in anger, live in fear, live in regret, it will physically manifest onto your body. But Did you hear that everybody? <laughs> if you constantly live in fear or anger or regret, did you say? Yes. Then it will live on it your will, body. It will physically manifest, it will show. And this yep. is something that will, will come as a result of these emotions because yep. emotions are something you digest as well they pass through your gut so you have to be willing you have to be able to digest these heavy things but if you choose and i use the word choose very liberally you choose to live in harm to live in peace to live in happiness then this will also show on your body in an abundance of health so this i love book that is really yeah it's so important for people to be aware of their mindset and their thoughts and that's the last thing that we are so fully aware of i think maybe the body is being second and then our mindset and our thoughts and beliefs because we think well we always thought this way this is the way it is but no it's not it's not the way it is you can live in a more positive peaceful way and it'll show in your body i love that i love that you said you can you digest your emotions too that's so interesting yeah. okay all right, last question. If money was not an object, what would you be doing with your life? I think if money was not an object, I, I wouldn't be living in the city for one. I really want to move to the mountains. I find so much stability in, in the mountains. It's, it's, it's a structure that's so stable. It's so grounded, you know? And I think a lot of people find peace in being grounded and, and finding that you know, internal stability that really calms you down as a person. So I would be in the mountains. I would take care of animals. I would spend so much time, you know, doing activities, be it um, running, be it horse riding, anything that, that just gives you organic movement. And I would harness all of my um, creativity and, you know, pursue the passions that didn't really yeah. turn into a profession. <laughs> yeah, I love that. I'd like the ocean. The ocean brings me all of that stuff. I do like the mountains, but the ocean does for me as well. Thank you so much. It has been such a pleasure to talk to you and to get to know you. And thank you so much for rescheduling because I know we were scheduled before. So it was nice to finally meet and talk and learn more about you. Yeah, it was really nice to be here and Thank you also for having me as a guest on this podcast. Um, of course. Conversation. It's been my pleasure. Um, thank you so much. And everyone else, I'll be back in just one second. If you're in the Mansfield, Massachusetts area and are looking for a space for yoga, meditation, great workshops, and life coaching support, check out Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. Mainstream even has a couple of virtual options if you don't live close by. Check out their offerings at mainstreammeditation.com. You can also follow Mainstream 
Coaching and Wellness on Facebook and Instagram. The name is Mainstream Coaching and Wellness. And here I am. I am back. Just came back to say one more time, thank you so much for joining us. We are so excited that you enjoy this podcast and keep coming back for more. We can't wait to see you next time. But until then, may you be happy, healthy, safe, and live a life that's filled with ease. Thank you. Bye.